1: In the spirit
2: of reconciliation, the entire team at Curious Freedom acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connection to land, waters and community. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people listening today. I would like to acknowledge in particular the Darug people who are the original custodians on the land on which I record this podcast. Thank you for showing us what curious freedom can look like. Welcome to Curious Freedom with me, Kirstie Ferruja, and my friend, Bin. Hey! We are back again this week. We are being curious about what to do with random items that we find and that we might be feeling overwhelmed with. So, Bin, do you want to tell us how this episode came about?
0: Yeah, I was having a chat with a mum friend and I was asking her something to do with what was her biggest hurdles when she was decluttering and things like that, because we're talking a lot about micro decluttering. So sort of doing a a drawer here or a cupboard there. And she was saying that the part that she gets stuck on and then actually loses motivation to want to keep going is when she's done the drawer, she's decluttered, And that's all done. But then she turns to the side and then she's got this pile of random things that don't all fit together, can't really group like with like. And she's like, oh, now I have to find homes for all of them as well. I'm done. Like I'm just, (laughs) so I was like, oh, I wonder how many other people out there also have that feeling of when you've you've done everything, you've sorted and then you go, oh, now I've got to make some more decisions and what's going on and I'm done. And okay, this is too hard. I don't want to do it anymore. So yeah. yeah, we thought that was worth talking to.
2: Mm. We also went out to our team yes. and asked this question of our team and what advice they would give to somebody who had that same issue or if they've come across it with their clients, what do they do? Yeah. So we will be sharing some tips from our team as well. So yeah. Did you give your friend any advice on that? I don't think so. <laughs> Super helpful. I know. She wasn't
0: really asking for advice. She was just sharing. Yeah. I'm very good at wanting to give advice to everybody. So I'm getting better at trying to gauge it. stop laughing. Gauge the situation.
2: I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm laughing but, because I'm exactly oh, the cool same, my that. friend.
0: But I'm I'm trying to get better myself at understanding is this a listening conversation or is this a giving advice conversation so she was just kind of because I'd asked her she was just sharing and I was like oh that's really interesting that could be worth teasing out a little bit and just seeing what do people do because you know you've decluttered you've done something good motivations there and then you're like oh like
2: you're trying to make things fit together and they don't the categories are all different it's just too hard I'll tell you what I do in Mm. this situation. I mean, it's a bit different because this friend of yours was talking about a micro declutter. Yeah. And so we'll link in the show notes to that episode. It's a great episode. We recommend it all the time. One of the things that... I do when I'm working with clients, which isn't a micro declutter generally, generally we're doing a macro declutter, we're yeah. doing a whole room or a whole space. One of the things that I do is as we come across something that belongs in another room, I get the client to take it to that other space straight away. Yeah. And one of our new team members was asking me about that the other day after we'd done a session and I'd asked for feedback. I was like, Hey, Tell me, have you got any questions about how that session went for you? Because this is new to you. And she came back and said, actually, I want to know, why did you make the client go to the room every time instead of just making a pile? (laughs) And I said, That is exactly why I don't make people make a pile because when they get a pile, they feel overwhelmed by the pile and they find it demotivating and frustrating that they then have to go and put that pile away. And we often see when we go into homes these random piles (laughs) where people have got stuck and they don't know what to do. And so my biggest recommendation is that, even if you're doing a micro declutter of your teaspoon drawer, and you find, let's say, a corn fork that you don't want to live in the teaspoon <laughs> section, then and there decide where it is you want these corn forks to live. I I'm i just choosing something random, yeah. or maybe it's a peg. I was going to say found. a peg. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you found a peg. Then I would highly recommend taking that peg and putting it in where pegs live straight away. Yeah, so that's what I do. And people can feel really frustrated. My clients can feel really frustrated because they're like, can't I just make a pile? And I, again, remind them that making a pile is probably the reason they've got me into the house in the first place because we're dealing with lots of piles. So it's very, very tempting. I know, and I know how tempting it is beautiful, curious ones, how tempting it is to make a pile to deal with later. But as Bin's friend has experienced, when that later time comes, you feel frustrated and overwhelmed. And it's just one more thing that you have to deal with. So if at all possible, my recommendation is to go and put those things that you find, find a home for them straight away. And so then you're not left with a pile.
0: Yeah. And if you think about the very nature of an actual pile, it just looks overwhelming because there's no order to it and it just looks like chaos. So you feel chaotic, you feel like oh, stressed and oh, more decisions and I'm too tired and it's just too hard. So yeah, definitely go put it where it needs to be. I think flowing on from that, I think perfectionism can come into this a little bit as well. I know with conversations with various people in my life, them talking about wanting to find like the right home for something. So sometimes it's that paralysis of, oh, I, I, but I can't just go put it somewhere because it has to be the right home, but I don't have the space to think about what the right home is right now. So it's just going to stay here. I feel like that's part of this as well, of giving yourself permission to put it where it should be, where it makes sense. And then you will be able to find whatever the right home is that you think
2: later on. Yeah. And that's exactly right. Like maybe the peg doesn't have a home in your laundry or out by your clothesline or wherever, but putting it somewhere where you're more likely to find it, which is probably not in the cutlery drawer, (laughs) a hundred percent. Like if you don't know where its home is, there's a couple of things that you can do about that. Like Ben said, you can think about, like, well, where do I most use it? Like, where is Mm. this used the most? And for instance, the pegs are most used in your laundry or out by the line. So, those two places are probably the most logical place for a peg to live, either in the laundry or outside near the clothesline. (laughs) Or if you've got an internal clothesline near that. So, then, okay, but I don't have a peg basket okay, that's fine. You don't need a peg basket right now. That's not the problem we're solving. The problem we're solving is back in the cutlery drawer right now, but at least you've got the peg to its more logical home. And this is what we do with people all the time when we're in their homes, decluttering a big space. Okay. So we definitely know we need to organize the laundry, but it doesn't need to be done right now. So let's just get the peg to the laundry and then that will encourage us to sort out the laundry when we get to the laundry. (laughs) So finding the most logical place where, where am I going to look for this again? If I need a pen or if I need a battery, or if I need, I'm trying to think of other random items that we yeah. find yes. if a I need a or, or something yeah yeah where am I going to look for that and then put it in that place and it does not have to have a perfect solution for it yet yeah. but you're more likely to be able to retrieve it which is the whole point of organizing is to be able to retrieve things so you're much more likely to be able to find a peg where you need it if it's close to where you need it
0: Yeah. And just giving yourself that permission to not put something where you think it should go, like put it where it makes sense. For us, I keep a screwdriver in the box where all our batteries are. Like that's not a normal place for a screwdriver. Probably, I don't know, a utility drawer in the garage. I don't know. But for us, I keep one with the batteries because a lot of the things that need batteries require a screwdriver to actually change them. You know, as you use things in your home as well, especially when you're setting up a new space or if you've moved house or something like that and you've got a random box, (laughs) a lot of people (laughs) come across, they've packed a few random boxes of all that stuff where you're like, oh, doesn't quite fit this stuff, doesn't quite, okay, we'll make random boxes. My husband's really good at making those, unfortunately but yeah. So we've got pretty good at working out. Okay. So once you've lived in your space a little while, okay, now some things will make sense as
2: to where you're going to put them. And I love that. Like definitely don't go out to Bunnings or to Home Depot or wherever and buy a whole caddy for tools. If you only have a screwdriver. Yeah. Don't, Overcomplicate something. Yes. If yes. you only have a screwdriver and yep. the only time you really use a screwdriver is to undo toys to put new batteries in, then put the screwdriver with the batteries. That makes total sense. <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. And sometimes when you're going through this process and you find a whole bunch of lots of random bits, because part of that process of decluttering is putting things back in their home. You go, oh, this doesn't fit here. As you're organizing and sorting, you'll work out, oh, this stuff doesn't fit. And you end up with your little random pile that we're talking about today. So you'll find that as you go through, you might end up with a few more things that kind of go with some of the random things in your pile. So you might actually end up with little categories of, because it's okay to have like a drawer or a box that I guess you could label as random, but does still have some order to it where you've got, oh, this is a, an unusual item or an odd thing, or it doesn't match anything else it kind of does make sense to keep all those things together. So you don't have to try and make things fit where they shouldn't. But yeah, you may find as you go along that you end up with a couple more odd things that actually do make a little category and you can just put them together somewhere.
2: Yes. So Belinda, before I started into my whole, this is how I do it with clients, Belinda Mm -hmm. had done Five principles to follow when oh. trying to sort out those five with those random items. So, yep. they were one, be intentional; two, group like with like; three, store it where it will be used; four, don't keep it just in case; and five, use binary decisions to evaluate. So, let's talk about each of them a little bit more. Then, mm-hmm. so be intentional. What does that mean when it comes to random items?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I guess you're going, well, am I going to use this? What do I use this for? So asking yourself all those questions of, do I actually use it? Do I have something else that has the same purpose or the same function? Is this a duplicate? So asking all of those kinds of questions so that you're actually only keeping what you're going to use love and need. So that's kind of how I see that being intentional and kind of with that as well, if there's a 2020 rule, if you can replace it in under 20 minutes for under $20, then if for some reason you do actually let go of something that you do need, it's not going to cost much or not going to be too much of an effort to replace it. Or you can borrow it from someone or something like that. So yeah, if that happens.
2: Yeah. And it's really good. Like when you're talking about all these random items, like Mm. you may have cleaned out a junk drawer, you may have been doing, like, as we said, a micro declutter and you've ended up with some things that don't belong in that space. And you're trying to figure out, well, where am I going to even store all this (laughs) stuff? Like first and foremost, do you even need to store it? Like, do you even need to keep it? Why have you got it in your house? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, some things you're like, I don't even know what this is or (laughs) what it belonged to like is this even mine how did this even end up in my house (laughs) so maybe that's part of being intentional it's like okay I don't know what this is it looks like it's off the back of a toy but we haven't had toys in our house for 10 years and (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's okay if I let it go. <laughs>
0: yep. Well, we had this almost exact moment the other day. I was doing some ironing, which I never do, so that's bizarre in the first place. But I was standing near our, we've got a big 4 by 4 you unit with all of our toys in it, and I've got my indoor plants on top of it. And I was just looking up, checking if the plants were looking sad and needed water, and I saw these random little bolts and screws. I'm like, what is this? And I realized that it was our four-year-old has a balance bike and one day when we were out going to school, her wheel fell off the back and we realized it was missing one side of the nuts and bolts. So we'd gathered up what we could find. Anyway, long story short, these bolts were on top of the bookcase for whatever reason I have no idea but I remembered that my husband had ordered replacement parts and fixed the bike so it was good and I'm like hey do we need these anymore and he kind of hesitated like there was still that oh but I'm like well you fixed it it's only half of them anyway are you good if I tuck these and he's like oh yeah okay so it was still that moment of, oh no, but what if I need it? And it's it's so interesting how that can be so ingrained in us. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was a bit bizarre. But it was good to be like, oh no, we fixed this now. We don't need a backup anymore. We had to get a whole new piece so we're good and they can go. So just taking that moment yeah. to actually talk yourself through it is really helpful. I can be very quick to throw things out. So <laughs> it helps me to not get rid of something that is actually helpful or useful and also to... Help yourself understand, why do I need this? Why don't I need this?
2: Mm.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.
2: So the second one was grouping like with like, and that is really helpful. Like as Bim was saying before, how... Can you think about where does this random item go? Is there something similar to it that I would then go? Oh, I need to find the screws for the balance bike. Like, if you had kept them, where would you have put them in? Do you have any other screws? Like, let, let's pretend you kept them. Where would yeah, you yeah. put them? Yep. So the same
0: box as the batteries, which sounds very odd, but we have. I've got a little box. It's like a giant tackle box kind of thing. It's four dividers, clear plastic. I think I got it from Kmart, and I call it my utility box and it has spare parts of things the kids currently have and are using that might break and we do actually need to keep or the batteries or those kinds of, it is almost like an odds and ends box, but it still kind of makes sense. So yeah, we would have just popped them in there. Like it's got, I think there was a, because we've moved house a few times, we know that with our swing set or our trampoline, there's little tools that come with it that are really helpful to have (laughs) an access to take them down and put them back up again. So they go in that box as well. So it's kind of, yeah, I think we call it
2: a utility or maintenance box. So that's where they would have gone. Yeah. (laughs) And so you have grouped like with black, even though you don't have the exact bolts and nuts for yep. the balance bike like you wouldn't have gone mm. out and got another storage container no, not because at all. it makes sense to you that you would just go through one of those little compartments to yep. look for the screws that would fit the balance bike if you had decided to keep it yes yep. so thinking about where it is that you would look for it where would you look for all of those things like if you were to group like with like where would be the place that you would store it, which takes us on to our next point, which is storing it where yep. it will be used.
0: <laughs> yep. So going back to that same example, this little box, it actually sits in our buffet in our dining room, which sounds like such an odd place again. But we it's towards the front of our house. It's right opposite our kitchen. And it is the place where we've got a charging station on top of the buffet for the iPads. There's another little drawer unit under it that has like kids' stickers for labelling their items and all that. So we've got those sorts of things in that same place. And then just inside one of the cupboards, that box just fits there. The kids will know where to get it. I think it's also got, you know, all those hooks, like those 3M hooks you can re- like that are removable for paintings and pictures and stuff. We use a lot of those because we're renting, so we can easily put things up in the house and not wreck the walls. So all of those things are in there. So it's good now the kids actually know <laughs> Where to go? They go to that cupboard to grab the batteries or whatever it is they need. So it works well for us. It's a central location. It was just where we kept thinking to go to get it. So we thought, well, we may as well put it there and not try and put it up in like a high cupboard in the kitchen or put it in the garage where you've actually got to go through and, you know, our garage is down a few stairs and things like that. So it made sense. That key thing of store it where you're going to use it, think about where does this make the most sense? Where am I thinking of grabbing things when I need it? So when I think I need batteries, I go straight to our buffet and the box is there.
2: Yeah. And that's what's so fascinating working with our clients, because that's when we discover how their brains work. Yeah. Like when we ask them this question, where would you store it? Where do you use this? Where would you think to look for it if you needed to retrieve it? Yeah. And that's where we come with a buffet in our lounge room. Yeah. (laughs) like on top of in our bedroom cupboard like in these things that we wouldn't necessarily think that's not where we would choose to put it but it's not about where we as declutter coaches would think to put it it's about where it makes sense for you because you're the one that needs to retrieve it yes not us Yeah. So we have to make it work for you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We don't want text messages every time (laughs) like, and they do, and that's totally okay. But if that was happening all the time, you'd have to go, hmm, maybe we should put this somewhere where you're going to think to use
2: it, not where we've decided is a good place. Yes. So the next one is don't keep it just in case coming back to the balance bike. Yeah. Nuts and bolts is, really being intentional and don't keep things just, just in case you might use it because that's when you have to then create all these systems and this storage for things that you never going to use. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to talk to that a bit more?
0: Yeah. I was just thinking that it's really good to just get real with yourself. I think this is where your aspirational self and your actual self, we've talked about this a little bit before, where that comes into play. If you start asking yourself what if questions, that's when you've started to hit that aspirational self. You've kind of moved out of realistic. That's how I kind of think of it anyway. You're starting to think of possibilities and opportunities. And if you're starting to work hard to convince yourself <laughs> that you really need to keep this item, whereas it? could just be taking up space. It's one less thing to move and dust. Like who wants to clean things when there's stuff all over the top of them? It actually makes it really difficult. Keeping just in case is not really a great way to go about it.
2: Yeah. When I hear people give me just in case reasons for keeping things, I'll go, tell me a time when that actually happened. And if they can tell me a time when it actually happened, then I'm like, okay, cool. You can keep it. You can keep it. but. Telling me about how your neighbor from 20 years ago it happened to their brother-in-law. I mean, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> like, oh, I do. Tell you can tell me, but I'm gonna be questioning you about okay, so tell me about a time in recent history yeah. where that has happened and how that has affected you, not your neighbor's brother-in-law yeah. 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then our fifth one was using binary decisions to evaluate. So do you want to talk to us about that?
0: Yeah. So I love this technique. It just helps to really simplify things, to pull it back, make it not so confusing. So I'm blanking out of trying to think of a binary decision at the moment, (laughs) but it's basically where you're choosing between two options. You're not entertaining like multiple different options, which actually makes it harder for you to make a decision. You're pulling it back. So sometimes it can be simple as keep or go. And then when the go, okay, donate or rubbish. So you're breaking it right down. You might end up needing to make a few more decisions, but your ability to make those decisions is actually going to be a lot easier and kind of for yourself. In terms of the random stuff, I, you can start with it. Keep or go. Okay. Well, you get to keep. Okay.
2: Well, then you would go, okay, do I need a junk drawer or should I find another home for it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then you go, okay, I need to find another home for it. Okay. Should it be yep. in the kitchen or the laundry? Yeah. Oh, it should be in the laundry. Okay. Yep. Do I need to deal with it right now? Yes or no? Like, cause that's yep. what, like, again, that could mm. be you just moving it into the laundry, into a cupboard to be dealt with at a later time. And not yep. that we're here all the time promoting do it later because that's <laughs> not our style. Our style is to do it yeah. now. Yeah. But again, sometimes like when you're dealing with these random items, just getting it to the place Mm -hmm. where you're more likely to find it than in a random draw, then that's a good problem. Like that's a good solution for today. Like let's just come back to why. Again, coming back to the idea of being demotivated to do these micro declutters, and that's not always what we're doing. Sometimes you do want to find a solution to where do I want this screwdriver to live, you know, and then you can be problem solving for that problem and then that maybe it is like, oh, okay, well, I do want it to live in the laundry cupboard and this is where I'm going to store it, but I know that there's other things that will end up in this cupboard, so I'm not going to go out and buy a tackle box. Yep. That will solve the problem for only half the things that I've decluttered and have decided I've only done half the house or I've only done half a room or I've only done one drawer. So why don't I wait until I have done the other rooms where I know things are going to come back and come into the laundry and then I can organize the laundry when. I know everything that I want to live in the laundry is going to be in the laundry for me to then organise. Am I making sense? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it's super frustrating when you're like, oh, yes, I've got all this space and I've got these few items that need this home and I've found this perfect spot and organise it. And then you continue going through your house and you end up with more stuff and the solution you found to start with doesn't work anymore because you could have just waited. (laughs) And all of a sudden you've got to rejig it or you've bought something and it doesn't fit anymore. And that is nothing more frustrating than buying what you think is a great storage solution and it just doesn't fit because you've got like one too many things. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with yet taking that time to do Let's just see how much more stuff is actually going to come into the laundry from the rest of the house and then let's work with what we've got.
2: Yeah. I had a great example of that the other day when I was working with a client. And they've just moved into a new house, but it's a rental property and they don't know how long they're going to be there for. And they'd moved from a massive house with a massively beautiful kitchen with a walk in pantry and it was really big. And this house they've moved to is still really large and the kitchen is still really large, but not as well designed. And they hadn't finished unpacking. So the a beautiful client had got me in and was just like, can you please help me? And I was like, yes, I can help you. And I can help you organize this space. But before we organize this space, we absolutely yep. need to finish unpacking Yeah, because I am not organizing a cupboard and having it looking perfect and exactly <laughs> going to be wonderful and awesome. It's going to be so well used to then open up a box and find 50 more glasses (laughs) that I then have to fit into this perfectly organized cupboard already. So I was like, no, 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 we need to unpack completely. We need to declutter And make sure that everything that you're keeping for this house that we're going to be using in this space is what you want to keep. And so that's why we're always saying declutter, 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 declutter first, declutter first, because then you'll be able to organize. And that's why it is like, be intentional is the first one because it's when you're finding random items do I even need to keep this or is this like bins nuts and bolts and they actually can be chucked because if the wheel comes off again I'm going to have to use more than just these bolts
0: I'll be calling the
2: company and demanding a replacement bike but still Shouldn't have happened anyway. Yeah, (laughs) Using binary decisions can really help. And we've got a whole episode on that and we'll link to that in the show notes as well. With just the next couple of minutes, we're going to quickly run through some of the tips from our team as well, because there is lots of ideas in there from them. So the first one was from our beautiful Christy. She said that if it's a random junk bowl full of bit and bobs i encourage clients to visually look and identify five things that they're immediately drawn to and are useful and have a home already and commonly they choose the pens the rubber bands hair ties bobby pins and then if they're comfortable the remainder goes in the bin or we go again and find another five useful items so most random items end up together because they don't have a home says christy which is what we have been saying. Yeah. And once they fit in a category such as the kitchen, the stationery, bathroom, laundry, then they tend to find a home easier. Which is exactly what we've been saying. So yeah. I'm glad that Christy agrees with us. <laughs> so the she also said that the clients that she works with that find these random items the most challenging is are the ones that have no structure or rules for organizing their stuff. So She often begins with a short list first. So identify useful items, group, like with like, establish a system before she gets the clients to join in the decluttering. So she has a new system that she's trialing to have some small baskets on the kitchen bench where random items go. And each week they aim to sort this basket out first to build a little strength in this area. So that's a really good tip too but we've got other tips about these baskets as well so do you want to read some of them out to bin
0: yeah sure so our beautiful jen had some great thoughts she said that the random things if they're deemed worth keeping then put them where they'll get used or at least in the room they're most likely to be used so again just confirming what we've been talking about And then she also likes to call, everyone calls it a junk drawer, but she likes to call it a useful drawer. (laughs) So if it's deemed random useful stuff, it's better to call it a useful drawer, but to still be intentional with it. So not just fill it up with random things, but that are all useful and helpful and that you are going to use that will add to whatever it is you need to do.
2: Yeah. And then Jody said that sometimes it's okay to leave random stuff in a box until you have the energy to tackle it. Making decisions can be really exhausting when you're dealing with lots of different categories all at once. So with her clients, she'll sometimes suggest that they start with the too hard pile in the next session at the beginning when they have more energy to tackle it. So that's another way that if you have got to the end of your micro declutter or you've got a pile of random things, you can put it aside for now. And then when you have the energy to tackle that in the way that we have already described, so being intentional yeah. about it, grouping like with like, storing it where it will be used letting go of the shoulds and the just in case and using binary decisions to evaluate where things should go or if you should even keep them. So yeah, it's, it's okay. It's okay to have random things. We just hope that this has been helpful to give you ways to tackle it when you do have the energy and when you're motivated to deal with those random odds and sods. Anything else to add, Bin? Yes, there is. Um,
0: I love how Jody has just said that to tackle that first thing next time round. I think it's really great to pick up on you know you're tired, you're done, okay, it's all right, put it all together and then next time when you're fresh make that your priority to to deal with. You know, a lot of the time if we've got tasks we're putting off or avoiding trying to get the hardest one out of the way first, it gives you that real sense of like, okay, I've done the hardest bit. The rest is going to be easier from here. Um, so that's, yeah, I, li- I like that approach of being able to tackle it when you're fresh so that your decision-making capabilities are a lot better than they are when you're really tired and you're kind of done and over it and hungry and want to move on. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like that tackling the hard stuff first in that something at the end of a session or at an end of your time doing it, it can feel really overwhelming. And then when you come back with fresh eyes and fresh energy, you're like, Ah, oh, this isn't as hard as I thought. Like yep. there's 15 items here and I just need to quick bang. I can get it done in a 15 minute task or I can get it done in five minutes. Like look at yep. these random items. Actually, half of them can go in the bin. Yeah. Sometimes the best thing to do is to walk away and come back to it. The challenge is, Coming back, making sure you come back and not, yeah, and not building it up to be such a big deal, too. I think that's one of the things that we're all susceptible to is Mm -hmm. going, Oh, it's so much bigger than it actually (laughs) needs to be. And so just being kind to yourself and not shaming yourself over putting it aside, but then also not continuing to shame yourself because when you don't tackle it, that's just something else that your your less kind self can then turn on and go oh look you're so hopeless you didn't even get back to you said you were going to get back to it and you never have and why are you even bothering our negative self-talk can really come into play and we want to give that negative self less to focus on by giving it the finger and actually doing it next time (laughs) So thank you for joining Bin and I again and we hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Come into a Facebook group. The link will be in the show notes and we'll also put in the show notes all the episodes that we've touched yeah. on today. So we can't wait to hear how you've gone with your random items this week. Come and share in the Facebook group and we will be back in your ears again soon. See ya. <laughs> Bye.